questions than answers like why do magazines have to add the word alive to sexiest woman or sexiest man (laughs) (laughs) hello i believe i've used up all my sick days so i'm calling in dead hi america hello world my name is adrian lee and i am your host welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind, and it's the very tune she then snores. So let's have a listen. Hey, little sister, who's the only one? White wedding. Bit of Billy. <laughs> little bit of Billy there. So, snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points are available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also a producer and sound engineer. Heather wished she was in a gang, as she never knows what to do with her hands when she's posing for photographs. Welcome to the show, Heather. (laughs) Great. Yep, that's true. Nice. Would you like to see what I can do with them now? Yes, go on. Oh, wow. You're in one gang, are you? (laughs) I can be in two. Watch this, look. Arthritis. (laughs) Arthritis. <laughs> oh, look, Michelle's doing cerebral palsy. Oh. Gangs are now facing off online. You can hear more about it in Dr. Dre's new album, Straight Out of Etsy. <laughs> oh, whatever. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy 
Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. It was so hot this week that Michelle posted a recipe of how to bake a lasagna in a mailbox. Yes. Welcome to the show, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. As useful as the G in lasagna. We also have with us as convention dictates Chad, our resident psychologist. Chad realized this week that ironically the mullet was probably created to stop next from getting red. Welcome to the show, Chad. <laughs> oh, boy. Business in the front, murder in the back. They're mad, they're bad, and they are paranormal. This is Season 3, Episode 69. Before we run into the round, yeah. before we run into the round, that yeah. is a lack of general knowledge. We have a listening party taking place right now. If you wish oh, to play yeah. along, if you wish to listen to the jokes of camaraderie, we have vast numbers of listeners currently playing on Facebook. Mm -hmm. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Mm-hmm. That's Miss Morris taking a giant swig of alcohol in the background. No one's drowning in here at the moment. The floods <laughs> have receded. That's your first bunk of the evening. I've not even read a story out. It's for the fans. But we have a listener's party. <laughs> right now, a listener's party on more questions and answers with yeah. Adrian Lee on Facebook. You can play along. Why not put the questions out there? Why not put your answers? See yeah. what you can do. See if you can do better than us. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I said that through gritted teeth. Yeah, I'm sure I suspect didn't. they will be so. As always, we have the Martin-sponsored gong, the meatballs and spaghetti gong of infinite knowledge with the fettuccine of facts and the G.I. Joe bow ties of statistics. I will take a run-up, ladies and gentlemen. <gasps> that will usher in the very first round. On this day in 1928, American director Stanley Kubrick was born. Happy birthday, to Stanley Kubrick, best known, of course, for 2001 Space Odyssey, Doctor Strangelove, Lolita, Clockwork Orange, Spartacus, Full Metal Jacket, Eyes Wide Shut, and The Shining, to name but a few. That's I've, a lot of films. When I started reading them out, I'm thinking, wow, that's a... I've seen one. What have you seen? You've seen one out of all of that. Yeah. And which oh, one was that? Bad. What do you think? The Shining. Yep. Well, you're going to be in luck, because for the first time... <gasps> In the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about The Shining. Ooh. By the way, he died in 1999. I couldn't believe that's 20 years ago. Wow. Where's that just gone? That's madness, isn't it? You feeling confident? Do you like The Shining? Is that a good film? I love Stanley Kubrick. That got slated when it first came out, The Shining. Mm -hmm. It wasn't very well received, but like oh. all films, they grow a cult status, and it's now sure. considered to be a classic of course, in the horror genre. The film The Shining holds the world record for what filmmaking fact? It holds a world record, never been beaten as of this date. For which filmmaking fact, Miss Morris, what do you think it holds the record for? Mm, it's so difficult. I want to say dumping blood on a set. There was a scene, wasn't there, oh. where blood mm -hmm. came through an elevator shaft. Did you know that Stanley Kubrick said to the census people that that was rusty water because they wouldn't have allowed that to go through if it wasn't for the fact that he said it was rusty water and he lied to them so if you look at the trailer for that film 1980 if you okay. look at the trailer you see the blood coming out of the elevator shaft but the only reason that's there is because he lied to the film board and said it was rusty water <laughs> nice. wow yeah. i want to say that or i'm hedging my bets Oh, hedging? I'm going to say maybe running a skeleton crew 
for a movie. The Be least amount of people involved. Yeah, because it was actually closed during the wintertime. In a film set. Mm -hmm. I think most of that was filmed at Elstree Studios in London. I'm just putting that out there. Do you know Stanley Kubrick only made 13 films and it sort yes. of took him 60 I've years? I've seen one. <laughs> they're masterpieces. Yeah, they're amazing. I'm sure you must have seen Clockwork Orange or Space Odyssey. Never. Sure, you haven't. We need no. to get that on. We need a watch party. We, we need to that. make that happen. I wonder, with our listeners, if we couldn't find a film, you know, and then play it, start it at the same time on Facebook. Say, like, press play now. No. And then comment. We can. As we you can. go along. Yep, we can, we can arrange that. We will that make awesome. that happen. But you're saying the least amount of people on a set for or, a film. Oh, I see. You're spreading your chips. You put them on black corn. Dumping the pig blood. Dumping oh. of the pig blood. Yeah. This isn't Carrie. I don't care. Another Stephen King, of course. Michelle, what record does that film hold? Filmmaking fact. I'm going to say it's the most snow made most snow like fake snow or made yeah for us i think the snow was made with salt and formaldehyde if my memory serves me Bad. right huh. i did study films for Don't my it. for my ma but you <laughs> know when they're running through the maze yes in the snow i'm thinking that was mostly salt that's all fake yeah snow. absolutely it was absolutely Don't that's a good question chad do you want to jump in and grab yourself some points can i go largest venue with the overlook hotel you can certainly state that i'm surprised based with stanley kubrick's reputation that you didn't get the points it holds the record for the most takes of a single scene oh <laughs> of course which is the baseball bat scene <gasps> where she hits him on the head and he falls down the stairs right ah. you will win some points if you can tell me how many takes that <gasps> 36 was. and i will say that shelly duvall's tears were authentic as she was in so much distress delivering the same lines over and over you have to think to yourself that she was basically maniacal all the way through. You know, she was scared. She screamed. In fact, Stephen King hated Shelley Duvall's character because in the book, she was quite an intelligent woman. That's right. And you see her slowly disintegrate. And he wasn't very happy with the film. I, I wasn't very happy either. I'm not a huge fan of hers. No. So your number that you're shouting at. 36. For the most, you're going with 36 takes for the baseball Or 76. Scene. It's one of those. What are you going to commit to? Six. You're going to say it ends in a six, but I'm going to need to pin you down on this because there are points at stake and there's a $33,000 IR camera. 76. Yeah. There we go. How many takes, Michelle? 237. 237. Ooh. I'm going to have to do some maths in a minute and it's going to be painful. Chad. I'm going to go 104. I'm glad you said that. Chad has won <gasps> the first point of the evening. He's got his eyes wide open. It was 127 <laughs> takes. For that particular so scene, and it still holds a world record in filmmaking history. Chad wins the first points of the evening. Why did paramedics try to force actor Norman Gay to hospital on the Elstree Studios set? And I will give you a clue. Norman Gay played an apparition. He played a ghost. But paramedics tried to force him to go to hospital, and he had to fight them to stay on set. I just need you to tell me why... That would be. With he the looked clue. too dead. He looked too dead. Yeah. He was so dead looking, they thought he'd died. Too dead. Going to cart him off. He looked, they thought he looked too pale. Had to cart him off. Had to cart him off. That's a great answer. As we know, great answers on this <laughs> show aren't necessarily right answers. Don't make me come over there, Lee. It's a long way. You've got at least, what, 10 yards there? Less than that, maybe? I got a spit wad. 
with Ooh. your name on it. <laughs> My, that turned quickly, didn't it? <laughs> what are we, at school? I'll see you at the bike sheds, madam, after the school's finished. Michelle, why did paramedics try to drag actor Norman Gay off to hospital? He had pneumonia. He had pneumonia. That's a great, great answer. <laughs> Morris has got her hand up. I want to clarify mine. Okay. <laughs> clarify away. They thought he looked too pale. They thought he looked too pale. That's right. Okay. Too dead, too pale. Too, too dead, pale. too pale. That's right. I really didn't think you needed to elaborate. Just saying he looked too dead oh, would be on. sufficient. Oh, come on. You always have to elaborate. Emanciated. Emancipated. Yes, Chad. Why was he tried to carried off to hospital to fight them off? They thought he had hit, inhaled too much of the... Uh, dust or whatever they coated his skin with they thought that he was ingesting makeup and too many nasty that's, things that's miss morris is pretty much the closest here i will oh, give what? miss morris some points in the background there there was a fire that destroyed the set ironically when you think about the end of the film the elstree yeah. studio set sure. went up in flames norman gay had a giant gash on his head, and this was done for the ghost. If you remember in the film, yeah. he's wearing a bow tie and a tuxedo, and he's holding a glass of whiskey, and he's basically got his head cleaved down the middle. And the paramedics thought it was real, and they tried to <laughs> cut him off because there was a fire. <laughs> and they had to say, no, no, it's just prosthetics and makeup. Remember, don't do anything you are not prepared to explain to a paramedic. Rules you should live by True. in life miss morris has two chad has two michelle and myself have a couple of duck eggs but there's a long way to go fear not how many doors were used and destroyed by the axe in the here's johnny scene closest here's one will win the points bearing in Seven. mind it's stanley kubrick bearing in mind everything we know about 13. this gentleman and his filmmaking ways 23 you're gonna say 23 you're going with 23 doors in that single scene with the axe. Yes. It's a good number. 50. Michelle is going with 50. What are you going to plump with, Chad? What I'm are you going to... like 15. You're going to go 15. Michelle has won her first no hedonistic... Here's Johnny points of the evening. It was, in fact, 60. They went through 60 doors. Wow. Just a film. <laughs> He's a very difficult director to work oh. with. Perfectionist. Just over and over and over. Drive people to distraction, I suspect. The toughest job I ever had was selling doors door to door. <laughs> I love this show. Makes me very, very happy. On this day, in 1984, the notorious Wisconsin serial killer Ed Gein died of mm -hmm. liver cancer, lung cancer, respiratory problems, heart failure, and everything else. He was 77. Notorious, of course, for inspiring the films A Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, and Silence of the Lambs. This is a very dark, kind of horror-based show tonight, isn't it? Yes. Great. I like it. Mm. Yeah. Something for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. I'm not going to go into the details of what I Ed wouldn't. Gein actually got up to, because we're Don't. taken off air, oh. and you can look them up for yourself on Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. What was Gein's first job in the town of Plainfield? What did he do? What was the first thing he did oh, to make himself damn. a bit of money? And uh, that's all you need to do to win tonight's points. What yeah. sort of job do you think would suit one of the most notorious serial killers in the history of the world? Oh, God, I don't know. Do you know much about serial killers? Is that something you're interested I in? I do, but I don't remember. It was ironic, it Michelle, that you posted, yes. you posted a picture. Was it today on Facebook? And it said something along the lines of the History Channel has got another 
serial killer, killer show on. Yeah. <laughs> and then you are it. rubbing your hands and looking happy with yeah. your lot in life. I don't remember. I don't remember if he was like milking cows or if he was. He wasn't the clown. Um, I'm gonna go with septic cleaner. You suggesting to me that he was a septic cleaner? Yeah, because I don't remember honestly. You don't remember? I listened to too many. Good answer, though. It's an excellent answer. <laughs> yeah. Don't. God dang it. <laughs> Oh, I'm blind. <laughs> I've only got one <laughs> Michelle, what did Ed Gein do first in the town of Plainfield? What was his first job? A taxidermist. He was a taxidermist. Ooh. That's, oh, that's great. Good. That's good. I think his dad was a hunter and toy. He was a tanner, his dad. A, yeah. I think his dad taught him to do a lot of the techniques that he later yeah. employed on the Skinny things him. that we're not going to yeah, discuss yeah, 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 yeah. on this show. Chad, what was his first job? I want to say it was something really innocent, like he sold ice cream or something. That's a great answer, too. He was, in fact, a babysitter. <laughs> I was going to say that. I thought that came later. I knew he minded children. This must have, There must be a lot of people in that town that grew up that had him as a babysitter Absolutely. in the 40s and 50s. Oh, my God. You've think yourself lucky. Still, it could be worse. It could have been Adrian Peterson. <laughs> oh, controversial. That's not right. Satire as we live. And breathed. What happened to the car Gein used to carry the bodies from the cemetery to his house? I'd like to know what happened to it after it got bought and was it convicted. does a US tour. It does a tour. That's right. So you've got the Ghostbusters Ecto One, you've got the Mystery right. Machine, you've got the Matmobile, Ed Gein's car. The Gein Machine. The Gein Machine. Oh, no, no, no. Do you know no, what, Michelle? No. I'm going to give you points. No, no. Yeah, you're up to four for that. Oh, That's great. God. No, but that's true. <laughs> that's true, is it? Yeah. I'm right. Give me 10 points <laughs> <You're>... right now. <laughs> oh, my. You're suggesting it was sold to some sort of touring situation. That's right. And okay. it tours the U.S. 10 points right now. 10 points. Michelle, what happened to Ed Gein's car after he was convicted? It's in a serial killer museum. It's in a serial Like the Black Museum in London. Yes. You're obsessed with the Black Museum, aren't you? I am contemplating doing a podcast on the black museum it's a museum in britain it's a museum of criminology they've got the shawl in oh, there yeah. that they think jack the ripper mm-hmm. left some dna and on. notes it's got from the, jack the, ripper. the bath from the acid bath murders it's yeah. got nielsen's cooker with all the fat running down it's just a museum of darkness criminology Macabre. but you can't visit it it's not open nope. to the public because that would be ridiculous you can only go there if you're a, of the oh, police department that's or right. you work for the police in some form or another and you have to schedule an appointment even if you're with the police and it takes a while for you to get in there you go i would look that up there's lots of books on the black museum it's definitely worth uh-huh. researching if you're into criminology and all those crazy things chad what are your thoughts oh it got stolen it got stolen no one knows found again where it is miss morris thank you <laughs> the point she was very confident to be fair yes. i'm going to give you a chance to win some more points actually it was actually sold to a carnival sideshow mm-hmm. uh, and it toured america i don't know where it is now but you could right. pay 25 cents to go and see the car you know with the bearded lady and the lobster boy and right. everything else all inside the car nice yes they're all packed in there chicken woman's in the boot you've got elastic <laughs> man at the front it's all good <laughs> closest one how much was it sold for back in the day? Bearing in mind this is uh, Ooh, the late fifties. I'm going to say twenty five hundred. You're saying twenty five hundred. Well, how much do you think that was bought for? Thousand dollars. Twenty five hundred, a thousand. This was a Dodge of some description, I believe. Nah, fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. I've lost track of who was the lowest. Was it Morris? 
But uh, no, I was 25. Michelle, you've won more points. <laughs> Serial killing is obviously the place for you to be. It was $760 <laughs> that was actually sold for. Did you know that with Ed Gein, he had his home and all of his possessions were going to get sold? Mm-hmm. And right before they were going to get sold, mysteriously, his house burned down. Yes, the locals said that they were burning some stubble, some crops nearby, yeah. and the whole lot went up, yeah, which is right. no surprise. And I think when Ed Gein was told that his house was set on fire and everything was lost, he pretty much said, well, that's for the best then, or yeah. words to that effect. But he died today. Happy birthday, by the way, to Roger Taylor, the drummer oh. of Queen. He had a birthday. Sandra oh. Bullock. There's a lot of famous actors and actresses and musicians born today. Yeah. But I thought, you know, we could do a quiz on The Shining and Ed Gein, or we could do Sandra Bullock. So, you know, I think we went down the right path. I think you're right, terrifying. yeah. Is yeah. what we're suggesting there. Maybe serial killers are just normal people on really low-carb diets. Oh. oh that'll do nope. it. Nope. That was them, but this is now as we enter our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. Mailbag. We love the mailbag. We love receiving your letters and messages of support. Most people do that on Facebook. If you go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you can post those comments on there, and I will read them out for you. We love reading out all of your thoughts. Lisa has posted, good friend of course, and Patreon. Remember? Hey, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Lisa posted, I laughed so hard at last week's episode, my stomach hurts. Oh, no. Diana, another good friend of the show, replied, Hi, I know, I am crying. This was great. Aww, <laughs> right? I love it. Then, of course, on the Dark Matter Digital Network at 10 p.m. Central Time, 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. There. Yeah. Places we've never heard of as well, I might add. <laughs> no. Yes, I had to look up where East Timor was, I will oh. say that. Christy has posted, fantastic show tonight. I laugh so much that my sides sir. Thanks Aww. for Yay. making a regular Friday night into a truly hilarious <laughs> evening. Awesome. If you missed last week's show or any other show, you can jump onto SoundCloud. We have our shows archived on there. Go to SoundCloud, search for MQ. TA Radio, and if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do and how much you love the show. And if you go to any of our archives, you get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round that we cannot do on air for fear of getting a hefty fine or being removed. Yeah. It is a round that we call Not For Your Mother because as we are trawling through the stories of the paranormal, the cryptozoological, the UFO, the strange and the bizarre from around all the corners of the globe, we stumble across stories of a more adult nature. Stories that you would not want your mother to perhaps listen to, or small minors. Right. But that doesn't stop us by Jimmy, no. by Joe. But at the top of the hour, we jump over to our archives, and we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes, because that round is packed with heaving, globulous amounts of sticky... Naughty, not dirty... Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> the beast in my panties. Harry Love. I was going to carry on, but I think I think we pretty much reached the zenith early, and I'm now pulling out. So. Oh God. But we're on other platforms as well. We're on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Player FM, Brussels Sprouts. Ooh, that's a new one. Um, Player FM. Yeah. There's a long list. A, we, we, you'll find if us. If there's a platform, you, you will find us. We are omnipresent. That's right. If you can't find us. Ooh. Omnipresent on the internet <laughs> world. Deanna had a lot to say for herself oh last boy. week. Awesome. She's also written, you guys have outdone yourselves. Really? The Aww. fun, 
the shenanigans, the accents. What accents? Nanigans. Were hilarious. <laughs> Cannot wait for the video. We video ourselves. We're going to wave right now. Hola. To the video camera. We video ourselves in the studio. We do. We have a Patreon account. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQ. TA Radio. What do our listeners get for the single dollar they need to spend to access everything that's on there, Miss Morris? What you get for your dollar is unaired episodes that only you will receive, as well as early, early episodes of the Not For Your Mother and replays of the current show weeks, months before anyone else. We've done radio plays based on the theme of Ghostbusters. We have all the video. You will see us now in the studio. Mm-hmm. You will see the Not For Your Mother round in glorious Technicolor. That's a lot for a single dollar when you can't buy a Mars bar for that these days. Absolutely. And I would even go as far as to suggest if any of our patrons have any ideas in the future of stuff that they would like to see, please oh let my. us know. You've opened up Pandora's box well, there. Not oh, dear. See. But uh, stuff that they would like to have on Patreon. Wow. We, we may entertain the coming. thought. Uh-huh. We'll chew on it for a little bit and see what, comes, little bit. see what comes up. That's, That's right. exactly what we should be doing. But it's all there for you I'm for a sure. single dollar. And that money, I have to say, goes to everything we need in the studio. It goes to all of the paper for the stories, all of the platforms I read out. Cost vast sums of money to keep the archives on there. And we have studio costs as well so anything you can donate we would gratefully receive like drying it out brianna is a new listener (laughs) she has posted hi brianna hello thank you for finding us she says i absolutely love this show you guys thank you for the endless laughter (laughs) i haven't laughed so much or as breathlessly in months love it you help me get through my week on soundcloud with earbuds and my co-workers think i am loony as I randomly snort laugh throughout yes. the entire workday. You belong with us. <laughs> yep. One of us. And all that's quite funny until you realise she's actually a neurosurgeon for the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> oh. I've nothing to back that up. I've nothing. Finally, Gary posted on YouTube. I discovered MQTA on my internet radio. Nice. On the Dark Matter station when searching for something to listen to late at night. Ooh. It's a very humorous show. Thank you, Adrian. And the cast members for the great entertainment and keep it up. Nice. Thank Thank you. you. We've had a great mailbag this week. That's a joy, isn't it? It makes you want to get out of bed and do more shows. It puts a (laughs) spring in my step. It puts lead in my pencil. It makes me happy to be here. This is fantastic. A couple more things before we jump into the round of Ghosts and Hauntings. I just want to give a shout out to Soul Goods in Hastings. It's a metaphysical shop. It's just opened up south of St. Paul. I was there last Sunday doing a talk, supporting anyone who wants to do healing, of course. The more healers there are out there, the better the world will be. So have a look at them on Facebook. That's Soul Goods. They're based in Hastings. We're in a retrograde at the moment. Yeah. I know. If you're unaware of your astrology, I will briefly tell you what a retrograde is. There's about three a year, isn't there, Morris? Do you think yeah, something like that? Something like that. Back in the day, back in the medieval period, in the times when Galileo thought ridiculously that the Earth may have gone round the sun and was put under house arrest by the Spanish Inquisition, they realised, by looking up at the sky in their telescopes, that the Earth, compared to other planets, looked like the planets were travelling backwards at certain times of the year. Because other planets are in other orbits, and we move quicker and slower in orbit compared to other planets. So there were times when it looked like planets were moving backwards, when of course they weren't. But due Mm -hmm. to orbits and different speeds, this looked like 
the case. Sure. They call this a retrograde. In a retrograde, nothing works. No. You're not supposed to do any business, sign contracts, all the equipment breaks down. You're screwed. <laughs> Let me tell you about my trip to Soul Goods in Hastings, shall I? It's yes. a long journey. It's about three hours, a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. There was a parade on Sunday. I couldn't get anywhere near the building. Every road was shut. Police officers shutting off the roads for the parade. Couldn't get near the shop. I was supposed to do my book signing in and my talk. I pulled up to one of the police officers and said, which other ways can I go? And they said, well, I'm not from here. And I said, no, neither am I. (laughs) So even the police officers didn't know where to go. I turned up my laptop for my slideshow presentation. My PowerPoint didn't work. But it's okay. I'm an Aries. I'm well prepared. I was in the Boy Scouts. I brought a second laptop. But that didn't work either. But that's cool. I've got a projector. But my projector didn't work. But it's okay. I've got a second projector. I carried two projectors with me. My second projector didn't work either. (gasps) My sound system didn't work. I brought a big box of books with me, but my publisher actually sent me the Mm -hmm. wrong books. So thank you, Retrograde. I stood there and thought, you know what? I'm going to do stand-up for two hours. I made everyone laugh. Everyone went home happy, and the lady made lots of money. Good. Good times. Well, there are people that ask what a Retrograde is. So for the past two weeks and for the next week... If you have anything go haywire. Electrically. Electrically. television, Contracts. Garage doors. Cars. Don't, don't make any decisions. Nothing. Pacemakers. <laughs> That's right. No contracts to be signed. No houses to be bought Don't and sold. do it. This is where we are. Can I mention as well, very sad, one of my all-time favorite films, you know, Blade Runner. That's yes. right. With uh, Ridley Scott, who is a legend, of course. Yes. Probably one of my greatest heroes in life. Right. Look up the films he's done, by the way. Holy smoke. I know. Rudger Hura died. Rudger um, Hauer for us Americans. Rudger Hura for, for people that are Dutch because oh, he's Hura. Dutch and where he comes from. <laughs> Why don't we say it the way he would say it because he's Dutch? Yes. How would that Rudger be? Hauer. Yes, Rudger Hura. <laughs> yes, Whatever. Robert Hauer. That's the guy. <laughs> yes. you died so on Wednesday. Very sad loss. He was in many, many... Fabulous and wondrous film. I used to think he was amazing, and I had a huge crush on him. I loved him. I met him. I was at a kind of Crypticon type of scenario in Milton Keynes. No way. Yeah, and uh, he stood next to me, and I'm six foot two, and I was looking up at the guy. No way. That doesn't happen many times in my life. Was he nice? Very few people I've ever looked up to when I'm six foot two. Yes, he was a lovely man. The Dutch are a pleasant race. He's European. What could you not like about the guy? He was laid back, friendly, and everything you would hope from a Dutchman. You've been to Holland. It's a very yes. polite and friendly country, isn't it? I had two major crushes when I was very, very little. Oh, he hang was... on. Hang on. New kids on the block. No. no well. <laughs> <laughs> I had three major crushes. I had three major crushes. Rutger Hauer was Instinct. one. No, no, never. But there was a big rivalry, by the way. In my school, between New Kids on the Block and Millie Vanilli. By the way, <laughs> when just I, saying. I, 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 you couldn't get too great a contributions to world music, could you? Right. When I think of New Kids on the Block, I've got like a chopping block and I'm holding an axe. That's what I'm thinking. <sighs> That's where I'm going. So my big crush when I was very, very little was and Rutger Hauer and Mikhail Baryshnikov. Oh, yes. I, I couldn't help too. it, and I don't know why. Famous ballet dancer, of course, of the Russian ballet. I don't care. Who's, I don't care. Who's the second one? I've never heard of him. Yeah. Who? Rutger Hauer or Mikhail Baryshnikov? Those were the two. Yes, I don't know who the Look, second gentleman two. is. <laughs> Which one? Mikhail? Yes. Who is he? How many the, times have I got to ask? Are you serious? 
I'm British. I'm sure he's in some Michelle sort of popular Held. soap opera. He's a Russian ballet dancer. That's you, new, that's you near were enough. actually right. That's near enough. He defected <laughs> near enough. Do you nice. see what I did there? Yeah. I'm on fire. I oh, love uh, this show. No You were way. into a Russian ballet dancer. He was you? actually in a movie with... Um, White Knights. That's right. There you go. Gregory wow. Hines. Yeah. I almost wish I was there. Yes. Oh, boy. Chad... Dr. Chad Peters, it's time for you to read out your random, fascinating fact of the evening. Civil play, Dr. Peters. This is the single most important thing you're going to learn about the Turkish language all night. You say that, but I've got stories. You've no idea what's coming, <laughs> have you? Oh, you're going to tell us the history of the oh, kebab. Oh. oh, no. Oh, no. I got one better. The number 81 in the Turkish language is pronounced sex and beer. Sex, sex and beer. beer. I love it. Let's go for an 81. Mm. Eight and one. Exactly. Eighty-one. Wow. <laughs> Eighty-one, and you got none. Just Go to on. remind our listeners, this is Series 3, Episode 69. <laughs> As we move into the first round, that is Ghosts and Hauntings. Owner helped by psychic to find dogs snatched by seagull and denies faking the story. A psychic who once managed to track down a lost skunk has told Missing Gizmo, the Chihuahua's owner, she can see him in a garden with a water feature. Becky Willoughby contacted devastated Rebecca Hill, 24, after learning her beloved dog had been snatched from her back garden by a marauding seagull. I don't believe that for one minute. I do. Britain is surrounded by water. We're a very small island. I've been eating fish and chips on a harbour wall in Devon. And as I'm holding the fish to my mouth, I'm about to take the first bite. A seagull come flying through and took it straight out of my hands that then meant I bit my fingers. But if I was a bit faster, I'd be gnawing right now on a rubbery seagull's foot. Gross. But they no. attack dogs. They've attacked children. There's been cases of seagulls attacking children. No way do I believe that. Have it's you ever true. seen an albatross? I don't care. They're, they're like a condor. That's not possible. Why She's is that not possible? Bull. It's true. Have bull. you seen how Bunk. big an albatross? What do you want to hear? Oh. What? Water, have... water everywhere and not a drop to drink. A bit of Samuel Johnson there. That's mm. The rhyme of the ancient mariner. You shouldn't be shooting and killing albatrosses is all I'm saying. Michelle, you look like you wanted to jump in with well, some seagull-based facts. They have web feet. They do. What are they going to... Well, they do you... don't. Yeah, and they're not talking about albatrosses. They're talking about seagulls. That's right. But I like the seagulls that go <laughs> wow. into the, the I shops. feel like I'm being bunked. Yes, <laughs> you have been collective, several times. Collective bunking. Yeah. Yes, they wow. can grab a wiener, but they're not going to be able to grab a chihuahua. How many times has that been said on this show? Almost <laughs> on a weekly basis. Never mind whether a seagull can carry a small dog or a swallow can carry a coconut <sighs> or whatever. How is it that helpful to find out that you're dog is in a garden with a water feature ah this is where we're coming to you see the psychic element of this story plunges this deep into the ghost and haunting section she was given fresh hope to the distraught owner after claiming gizmo is still alive after the horror in painting devon see i told you i've sat on the harbour <sighs> boy in devon whatever the mum-to-be was left devastated yesterday and forced to deny she made the dog napping up after trolls abused her hateful and spiteful comments good Ooh. trolls rebecca told the son <laughs> Seagull Awareness Week. Rebecca told mm-hmm. the son, I find them to be very tough and salty, yeah, to be honest. Clubber. Yeah. Anything is worth a try, and she has a really good track record. She found a missing skunk and missing cats and dogs, so I'm hoping she can help me find Gizmo. She said she can see him in a garden with a water feature, maybe a pond. 
and that he's still alive and he's got a sore eye. So any backyard in Britain, I can see grass and a fence and maybe some trees. Oh, oh, I made the last bit up. The huge search for five-pound miniature chihuahua is now focused on gardens and roads with trees and green spaces. <laughs> should be focused the whole of on Britain, cool. basically. Wow, Rebecca added... She said she saw the seagull flying in the direction of a big tree. See, I told you. Oh, oh, you nailed that one. And there is a massive one in the back garden. She sounded quite hopeful, and so the rescue teams are going to focus there. I just Uh want him back as soon as possible, and so does my daughter. She's always asking about him, and is scared of seagulls now. Why don't you sit her down in front of the birds by Alfred Hitchcock? <laughs> Good lord. The doggo, that's right. The dog owner is now excited by Becky's credentials, which include locating Dottie the skunk, and uh, who has been missing for two weeks using initiative and intuitive energy. And recently she tracked down a Siamese cat in Bristol, as well as finding lost dogs as far afield as America and Australia. That seagull went a long way, didn't it? Yes. Oh, good lord. She has now been contacted by frantic pet owners all over the world and describes herself as an animal communicator. I've spoken to your horse and he wants to see me again. <laughs> no, you didn't. 200 bucks, please. <laughs> Chihuahua picked up or she made the whole thing up. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian. I should give myself a rather well-rounded albatross Two, one little duck. Really? Flying all on its own. There we go. That My was a first crap point story. Of the evening. <laughs> wow. Well, let's have a listen to yours, Miss Morris. What have you got? And we'll judge it fairly. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, we'll be completely unbiased. unbiased. <laughs> oh, good. The setting of a brutal murder, the temporary host of a serial killer, and a former crime hub. It's fair to say that the Magnolia Hotel in Texas has a pretty turbulent history. It's about a hotel that's haunted. Hmm. Not something that's been picked up and bunked. You mean like the Shining story earlier? Mm, Yeah. Well, built in 1840, it's hailed as the most haunted hotel in Texas, with reports that there are restless spirits who wander around its spooky halls. But now you can go and check it out for yourself as the hotel is set to reopen to the public following a recent restoration. I call road trip. I'm in. Game on. Excellent. With the MQTA crew, we'll take a Greyhound to Texas. Yes, we'll take the game machine and we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> the machine. Oh, you guys. What's wrong with you? It'll take you, you a long while. It'll stop at every cemetery on the way there. I'm take not going in the trunk. Yep, you're in I the trunk. Mm, you guys. Mm-mm. That's I call the garbage shocking. bags. Oh, nice. you, you, you guys are shocking. I bunk you all. Look at this. Look at this. Oh. Wow. Right. I found all these party masks in the back. Look, you put this... <laughs> what are you talking about? And, and handbags. I got a nice new lampshade. Oh, yeah. I found you a guys... made out of nipples. Look. Yay! <laughs> what is wrong Hang with on. you? Put your head down the back of the seat and see what you get. <laughs> Where's my spit gun? I'm out of it. I bunk you all. Bunk, bunk, bunk. That's terrible. You too are. Soon. You're all banned. Soon. You're all banned from my show. Whatever. I got a sweet new suit. I'm walking out here in that. Great. You, you never look better. Look at it. Fit you like a glove. You want me to give you some lotion? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be one of those pinder nights, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Built in 1840, it's hailed as the most haunted hotel in Texas, with reports that there are restless spirits who wander around its spooky halls. But now you can go and check it out for yourself as the hotel is set to reopen to the public after recent restoration. Yeah, I thought I'd restate that, you bad people. Wow. The hotel... Don't diss me with the bad people. Ooh. That would hurt. Oh, that hurt. You're making Chad cry. Don't How worry. How dare you call us bad I people? I got a blackboard over here that has stuff I'm going to stay Ooh. in the not for your mother round. Because I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm really, really bad. Oh, yes, I'm bad. I'm a little bit way, a little bit woo, I'm a little bit recidivist. So wrong. The hotel was originally built by Texas Ranger James Campbell, (laughs) who was brutally massacred. Uh Uh-oh. I didn't read that before. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, Somba. Brutally massacred. And is said to still reside within the hotel walls. A few years later, the hotel was once again tied to a murder when serial killer... Wilhelm Faust stayed there. During his trip, he stole then-owner's horse and rode to New... I don't know this word. Ralphwells, where he mistakenly murdered a 12-year-old girl and then attacked his wife. How do you mistakenly Mistakenly do it? She got in the way. That's collateral damage. We've all been there. Yeah. Wow. You're scared. I've got to walk back through the woods on my own. Good. Once Wilhelm was captured, he confessed to the two murderers. Although the building continued to be used as a hotel and then as a family home, by the 1900s it had fallen into disrepair, and the derelict site eventually became open to squatters, drug users, rats, and vandalism. It was even listed as one of the most endangered places in Texas back in 2012. Owners Jim and Aaron Gendy bought it three years ago and have been working hard to get it restored, including the former 1800s decor features. And now it's opening to guests. You're going to bet there's some residual there. I'm sorry. I'm sure. It seeps into the walls like a sponge, doesn't it? Especially since they're trying to restore it back to yeah. the way it were, yes. the way it was originally done. Well, right? restoration, decorating, any kind of renewal work. Absolutely. Problems. From the 12th of August, 2019, you'll be able to book rooms on the Magnolia Hotel website, but ghost hunters will need to be quick as they will be the first come, first serve basis, and there isn't a waiting list, so we should probably book now? The fact that there isn't a waiting list would suggest that not many people want to go, right? No, they're not going to keep one. They're it not, means oh, that first you, comes, first serve. That's right. Oh, okay. So we have All to right. go on, like, should I go on now? Yes. And say we're going to be there? Texas is a long old trip from Minnesota. A little bit. Right. But it might be warm-ish. <laughs> might be warm. Yes, uh, it was probably 110 in the desert. Uh, uh, perfect for your pallid white Swedish skin. But we'll find here, some more skin on the way there. Here's You'll be the fine. Best, here is the best, best, best. But what? Nothing. Keep going. <laughs> Something about the sweet suit that I'm wearing. <laughs> here is the best part. Only four guests will be allowed to stay at any one time. So that's us. That's us well, doing a live only feed. Only one room or different rooms? Well, Am I, I don't spooning know. Chad? What's taking place here? You are here? spooning Chad. Oh, yeah. As there are only two bedrooms. Okay. That's Just right. Just me and you, Chad, and the chub oil. <laughs> <laughs> as well as a living room, non-cooking kitchen, and a bathroom. 
So apparently we're supposed to have salad. Although the hotel isn't open for private paranormal investigations, you can take part in a public investigation hosted by a team throughout the year if you want to check it out. Or we'll do it ourselves because I know how to do that stuff. You yeah. know how to do that stuff. Well, that's all I do. I've been doing it for 30 I years know. all over the world. It would be our pleasure to come down there in your honor. Yes, I'll do a book signing. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of books. I do write books. I'm an author. I write The Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest. If you're interested in ghosts, hauntings, history, these are the books for you. Go onto Amazon and search for Adrian Lee on there. You'll find everything there for you. Well, it says, of course, Texas isn't the easiest place for Brits on a budget. That's you. Yes, I'm a Brit on a budget. Well spotted. I feel like everyone in the room, oh, look at me. I'm British and I've got no money. But but good news, there are plenty of creepy places to stay. That's if you're brave enough. Of course, Mr. Lee. Texas, dry and arid. Not good conditions for ghosts. You want a nice day. Or my complexion. Or your complexion. No, don't like it. I shall give you some points, Miss Morris, for being fun. And informative, and you're now up to a rather impressive haunted hotel like The Shining 6. Why do ghosts need humid areas? I mean, do they grow like fungus? It's just easier for energy to move in wet environments. That's right. You could say, uh, yeah, if you, um, what are the most stereotypical places that are haunted? Graveyards, basements, castles. You just pick the three dampest, wettest environments for any apparition that wants to appear dry arid conditions they say ghosts are more likely to appear in the fall or in the spring in the height of summer um i did an investigation last week at doncaster cemetery in granite falls here in minnesota and i wanted to talk to big eagle who's buried Mm -hmm. out there it's one of the chiefs of the dakota war and i just wasn't getting a great deal and it was just a really hot dry arid day and it just doesn't in my experience, I just don't get the same results. Well, the humidity lends to electricity or anything like that traveling through the air better. So I think we get better responses, especially like if we were in a cave, for instance, that would be ideal. You can juice up an environment. You can use ionizers, EM pumps. You can squirt the atmosphere and make it wet. You can actually give them the best surroundings right. and the best atmosphere to appear in. A you catalyst. Can. Yeah. This is very true. So we may not be wanting to go to Texas in the height of summer is what I'm suggesting. I'll bring my spritzer. Perfect. We'll make that work. Brilliant. The mom of a teen GB dancer is convinced her daughter has the faces of an angel and a devil trapped in her knees. Ooh. Nicola Wheatley, 42, thinks Beth's knees may have even helped her win her tap dancing competitions. It'd be terrible if you had the, the devil in one knee and the angel in the other. <laughs> It's a constant fight. You'd go around bow-legged, wouldn't you, where they wouldn't want to have any contact with one another. The devil would want to do nothing other than sort of debauch, gambling, womanizing, running around, being generally recidivist. The angel side, of course, playing a harp, wearing a dress. be difficult to have one knee good and one knee bad, wouldn't it? Do you not think? It'd be a difficult time for the woman. Not need. She first noticed a 15-year-old's odd feature. It's lucky that a 15-year-old girl is not self-conscious about her body. Because it would be terrible, wouldn't it, if your mother posted this Can you have cosmetic surgery on knees? I know a woman who had cosmetic surgery on her knees. No. Yeah, she thought her knees were too fat. She was a teacher, Polish teacher, back in Britain that was in the same school I was a teacher at. And she had time off to have cosmetic surgery on her knees. It's true. Huh. You ask the question, I'll give you the answer. She first noticed the 15-year-old's odd feature when she was waiting to be scored for a performance four years ago. 
the mum of two compares them to an alien or from a horror movie and claims it as a running joke in the family that her daughter's kneecaps smile at them from the stage of dancing competitions. Oh, Nicola from Swindling Coat in Derbyshire. Everything happens in Derbyshire, have you yes. noticed that? Said Beth's knees always look like baby faces. It's bonkers, but very amusing for us. I did have a close look. I just saw an excited monkey, to be honest with you. Oh, God. Luckily, she takes it in good spirits. So it's never affected her confidence or anything like that. So we do get a good giggle out of them. Nicola, a teaching assistant, shared a picture of Beth's knees online with the caption, I'm starting a campaign to free the babies trapped in Beth's knees. She claims it was liked more than 150 times by friends and family. Wow, that many. Ah. While most found the knees hilarious, others suggested they could be haunted or that one knee... Haunted knees. Evil, possessed. Possessed in the knees. One was evil and the other was an angel. Possess Neil, not for me. You decide. Go to our Facebook oh, site. God. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I shall give myself a lovely knocked need number two. Or bunk. Oh, oh, if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you're more than welcome to take a shot wherever you are in the world. Pros, salute, cheers, and skull. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the rounds of Ghost and Hauntings? A couple who bought the house that inspired the horror film The Conjuring claim the doors start opening by themselves from day one. Corey Heinzen, 40, and his wife Jennifer bought the infamous farmhouse in Rhode Island, which used to be owned by the Perone family. The home was built in 1736, and the Perones and their five daughters lived there in the 1970s. The 2013 horror blockbuster is based on the real-life story of paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, who arrived to help the family after they report disturbing experiences in their home. Andrea Perone, the mom, has written a trilogy based on whatever was in their home reportedly started out as friendly before taking a sinister turn and launching physical attacks and inflicting mystery illnesses. Creepy. Yeah. Mr. Heisen, who has been a paranormal investigator for about 10 years, refers to the spooky farmhouse as a piece of paranormal history, like the Amityville Horror House in New York. He has explored some of the most reportedly haunted sites in the U.S., including Penhurst Asylum and Waverly Hill Sanatorium. The couple are currently renovating the home to preserve its history before opening it up to visitors and investigators later this year. Mr. Heisen told the Sun Journal, We had doors opening, footsteps, and knocks. I've had a hard time staying there by myself. I don't have a feeling of anything evil, but it's very busy. You can tell there's a lot of things going on in the house. Mr. and Mrs. Heisen saw the house was for sale on an online forum and jumped on it immediately. He added, We immediately fell in love with it. It's got eight and a half acres, a river in the back, and a pond. It's so serene down there. Never mind the story behind the house. It's just a beautiful home. Wow. Mm. Things that go bump in the night are the whole thing's a crock of shenanigans. You decide. <laughs> go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle has made it to a rather, rather nice, large, rounded, resplendent, bottom, heavy, symmetrical eight. Miss Morris, what have you got for me next? <laughs> what round are you going to go in? I'll give you free reign, free choice. You've got the buffet option. What would you I'm like? bunk on her last story. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snow drinking game, you can take another shot this evening. You should be well oiled Shall up by now. Shall I give you options? Yes. Oh, yes. What options have you got for me? you got to know what your options are. I would Bear say... Bear in mind the show ends in ten minutes. <laughs> um, would you like to know about meth crocs? 
Yes. Would oh, you like to know about tea? pocket sharks? Yes. Or would you like to know about Bigfoot? Yes. I think we should go Bigfoot because I always enjoy your Great. southern accent. Yes, Bigfoot, please. Excellent. All right. The I'm rest poised are... and ready to go. Poised. Well, guess what has happened? Someone's seen a Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Points for me. Oh. <laughs> wow, someone had the buffet at the Chinese restaurant. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's got it. <laughs> a 4K remaster of the infamous footage, which is alleged to have shown a live Bigfoot has been posted online, and you all know what this footage is. This is 1966, 68? It is. Well, you with know the, what? The one with the zipper up the back, <laughs> if I remember. They have actually renamed this, because I'm used to it being called the Patterson film. Yes. It's now called the Patterson-Gimlin Bigfoot video. Okay. Did you know that? I no. Know that. Copyright, probably. Good Lord. What are you thinking? Oh, someone get me some Beano. I want everything to smell like a freshly opened box of wax crowns. Great. Oh, yeah, we heard about those pills that change the smell. Yes, I took them once. They don't exist in Britain. I took them once. And every little puff of flabby woof-woof smelt like the first sniff that you might get from a box of freshly opened crowns. Not the cheap ones, either. Don't worry, it's expensive expensive ones. Crayola ones. (laughs) This Crayola world in the Mall of America. It's like Disneyland for crayons. Have you seen that? And yes, there's a wall of farts. every color. I like the fact there's a wall with every color crown they've ever produced. And it has the name of the color and the date that it was introduced. That like is true. Indigo, 1958. Stuff mm. like that. Slightly embarrassed by seaside incident with little clothes on. Pink, 1973. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, filmed in 1967 in yeah. Northern California. I said 66 and 68, didn't I? You were close. I was very close. I was within one, the, both ways. The Patterson-Gimlin film has long remained the most hotly debated and tantalized piece of footage ever recorded in relation to Bigfoot. Do you not agree? I yes. agree. There's never been a better one. Yeah, the video which offers a clear view of a large bipedal ape-like creature walking along the creek bed soon became world famous and has soon attracted... Soon became a soccer player for the LA Galaxy and married <laughs> Victoria Beckham. Oh, and has attracted the attention of Bigfoot enthusiasts and critics alike. Now a renewed bid to obtain the clearest possible version of the controversial video, YouTuber Bigfoot Al has used modern software on, to stabilize... Dated Michelle's dated him. That's his Tinder profile. Hey, Al. Bigfoot <laughs> Al. <laughs> I saw a hairy man walking away. Well, they remastered this so you can see it in 4K. So you can see every little butt hair. If you remember, the original footage was jerky. And there was development put in place to stop it yes. from moving around. So it's been played with many times. Yes, Bigfoot has been played with many times. Many yes. times. But for the sake of it, because there is no quotes, I'll help you with this. Ah. The lengthy upload oh, includes several zoomed sequences, <sighs> so you can see every hair flowing oh, as if it were a sea breeze mm-hmm. or possibly a squirrel You fart. can almost see the muscles moving. That's right. 
to provide as clear a view, in case you're squinty, Mm -hmm. of the creature walking across the dry grass sometimes it's lush but mostly it's dry well it's either dry or wet there's no middle ground is there (laughs) he's walking across the frame kind of slow sometimes stumbling as well as details about how the remaster was processed you can see that I have put the details in there I thought it was a female Sasquatch. I thought it had breasts. Because you thought it had breasts. That's right, I did. Yes, you're referring it to as a male. I thought it was a female Bigfoot. I don't know what it was. I didn't see it. (laughs) You can come out of character at any moment. (laughs) Y'all with your trick-or-treating, y'all with your mountain dew, coming down here with your electricery and indoor toilets. Snapping to a Slim Jim. (laughs) (laughs) The remastered footage itself can be viewed from around the 52nd mark, if you're watching the whole feature-length film of the Squatch. Yes, you can see it stumbling out of a cabin where it's had a good night's sleep, eating some porridge, which was too hot for it. Unbelievable. I want to do one quick story. You can now buy Auntie, auntie Fart Pants. Oh, great. Auntie Fart. You can now buy Auntie Fart Pants uncles please to put in your pants to block odors charcoal based underwear pads promise to stop odors the product is easy to pop into your undies and thankfully it's completely undetectable flat the innovations is the brains behind the fart concealing technology it sells flatulent deodorizers from 10 pounds which is about 15 dollars and they come in reusable and disposable forms if shoppers purchase the multi-use pads they simply need to put them into their washing machine to clean them according to the website the product is perfect for ibs sufferers gastric bypass surgery individuals or anyone with excessive gas say goodbye to the fart or i don't know where to start you decide go to our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee we now enter the round that we call not for your mother which means that you have found us on your social media it means you found us on the internet you've had to search us out so thank you very much for taking the time and effort to find us if you're listening on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart, show us how much you appreciate what we do, or write us a nice review if you're on iTunes. Tune in. We always appreciate that. It helps us with our listeners, doesn't it? Yeah. This is the round that we cannot read out on air. The station manager many years ago said, you can't read that out. So we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes. And Adrian pushes the buttons. I do push the, I push the buttons, do I? I push the envelope as well. I'm pushing envelopes and buttons. You're pushing. I'm multitasking. I'm ambidextrous. I can do nothing with both hands. He just pushes. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, take her to the shed. Lock her in the shed. <laughs> Feed her pizzas and pancakes under the door frame for a couple of years. It should be fine. Biscuits and If you've mustard. got small kids running around, pretend you live in Belgium and stick them in a cage in the basement. Oh, and give them lotion. <laughs> a woman plagued by uncontrollable orgasms triggered by driving says the condition has ruined her life and she's had to stop doing the school run. What, for driving or running? Driving. Be terrible oh. if your job was the bus driver, wouldn't it? Or a rural letter carrier. Rural, yeah, rural <laughs> mail carrier. Yeah. I love my job. <laughs> I've got a package for you in the bag. Oh, it's some letters. It's oh, a big one. God almighty. <laughs> Known only as Maria. I've just met a girl named Maria. 
and she's in the back of my taxi. The 61-year-old said even going to a Shania Twain concert made her climax. Oops, what? I feel like a woman. That's so sad. <laughs> Simple Are you serious? Yes, 100%. A Shania Twain? Twain. Don't keep saying it. She'll be rolling around. Terrible. Like a genie. <laughs> Simply buff my magic lamp, make a wish, sweetheart. Simply daily tasks, including taking the escalator and driving over bumps in the road, leave her aroused. Oh. But she said that arousal comes with no sexual desire or satisfaction and has turned her into a recluse. Maria was diagnosed with persistent genital arousal disorder, which is PGAD, after a routine smear test in 2017. That's a pap is that test. a thing? Pap test. For I'm real? Guessing. Yes. She so believes. I want the R instead of the PG. I've no idea what that means. You said it was PGAD. That's correct. I want the R version. PGARD. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're making connections there with censorship. With movies and censorship. Uh-huh. Ah, no? I see what you've done. Don't well, give me those. Don't give me that. You have different systems in this country. You have different classifications. What I'm... do you have in England? PG, 13, yeah. 15, and 18. Complicated, right? She believes it was <sighs> triggered by the routine check at Glasgow's Stobhill Hospital in September 2017, claiming a consultant rammed a speculum into her. What? If that's all it takes, right? Just a little speculum? In the weeks after the examination, Maria said she started to notice distressing symptoms were eventually diagnosed as PGAD, caused by damage to her pudendal. The, 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 the what? Her pud... Pud? Pudendal. Pudendal? Pudendal? Yes. It caused her damage to her... In her dental? To her pudendal. <laughs> I don't want anything to affect my pudendal. clacker teeth. Clacker teeth? <laughs> my pudendal area. <laughs> Is it bad that you say that to me? Say that again in a really sexy voice. Pudendal. <laughs> I take my pudendals out at night. <laughs> I take my pudendals with denture clean. Oh my! Look how nice her teeth are. That's amazing with gums like that. What's wrong with you? It's your pudendal nerve. <laughs> Do you want to see what my last nerve looks like? <laughs> I touched my last nerve. <laughs> when I think about you, I touched my pudendal nerve. God. Maria said, I just don't know what was happening. Nor You've do got I. this great arousal, but it's not going anywhere or triggered by anything. Most of the time, I feel like I'm sitting on an ant's nest. Wood ants. This is what a man feels like. She's experiencing what man... Man feels... <laughs> What? This time, Manfield. Manfield's good. No, tell me about that, because I don't know anything about it. Anthill. <laughs> There's times when it's a tickle all day. No, no, don't gloss over that. Tell me about the Manfields. Well, she's saying she's aroused all day long for no good reason, triggered by anything, and I just said that's Is what that a what man feels? Yes. Manifils. Manifils. <laughs> Do you not know these things? Well, I'd, I'd like to think that I'm aware of the situation. There's times where it's a tickle all day, 
but then something sets it off and it's a full-blown orgasm. Driving over potholes. Jesus, good luck in Minnesota. <laughs> the woman's gonna, she's never going to be able to leave the town. Do you know how many <laughs> orgasms you could have driving through Wyndham right now? You could be in double figures be just at the end of the block. Yes. Unbelievable. And you'd be smoking a cigarette after the fifth one. Wow. You're, it you're makes dental? me appreciate the snow because it fills the potholes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Aircraft turbulence. We're going to be experiencing a little bit of turbulence oh. just to win over Canada. <laughs> oh, my. Escalators. Vibrations from violins. It's, it's ruined her piano concertos. It's giving me excitation. When Smokey sings. I give violin. Yeah, she does. She does get violin. Yep. It's true. I don't know how many women could say they went to a Shania Twain concert and had an orgasm. Nobody. No nobody has no ever said that. No, that's a first. God Damn it. 90%. <laughs> I feel like a woman. <laughs> 90% of my life has been wrecked, and the other 10% is not so great either. I had to give up volunteering. Congratulations. I had to give up volunteering. I just can't move. One of my friends said I've become a recluse. The widow Good. from East Dunbubway. Which is just south of I don't like Odin Bobway. The widow from East Dumbartonshire. <laughs> there was a young man from Dumbarton who thought he could run like a Spartan. On the 96th lap, his braces did snap and his face went as red as a tartan. Oh, as he was Spartan. using Botox as a form of treatment could leave her incontinent. But other treatments, including numbing gels. How do those numbing gels work, Morris? Pelvic floor physiotherapy, steroid injections directly into her clitoris have proved ineffective. Wait a second. She has injections into her clitoris. Straight in. Numbing gels, straight in. Steroid injections. Into her into clitoris. A, that's correct, yes. Into her nubbins. That's right. Into, into her nubbins. Into the budgie's tongue. Into this her is button. true. Into wow. her taco boat. Yes. That's a whole lot of fun. Or we've only just begun. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions I and answers. I decide she's full of crap. With Adrian Lee. It's ruining her life. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Oh, a man's attempt at a romantic proposal were dashed when a calamity of errors occurred. All thanks to a naked homeless man chasing a dog with a dildo in its mouth. You can imagine what, it the now. the guy no, had the a dog. dildo? No, the dog had the dildo. The dog had the dildo. The homeless man was chasing after it. This is a second dog with a dildo. It's a very common occurrence, apparently. Apparently, it's all over England. Dogs with dildos. Yes, I think people leave them in the bushes. Dogs go rooting around. I mean, I'm sure a dog could smell them. Do you know please, what I'm saying? Please stop giving the dildos to the dogs. Yes, you've been to a Shania Twain concert. You've got nowhere to put it. You're on the train. Just throw it out the window. Right. May I say knick-knack, paddywhack? Give a dog a bone. <laughs> this old man was chasing after one, apparently. Yes, naked. Wow. Posting a recap to Reddit, the unlucky man revealed the order of events that resulted in him losing the engagement ring he was about to give his girlfriend. The man, known only as Edward Scissorfingers, said what? that... Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's a pseudonym. Yeah, maybe he should go meet that other lady. There. The two of them would get on famously. Yes. 
said that he had planned what he believed to be the perfect proposal only to be foiled by bizarre circumstances never proposing a retrograde true right this is how the weekend should have gone the original post wrote pick up girlfriend drive to romantic location pop the question look up to see if there's any seagulls around yes. avoid shania twain concert yes. girlfriend fiance celebrate hurrah however what ensued was the polar opposite of his imagined scenario see he's not very good at putting laws of attraction out there he hasn't no. manifested that no. for himself has mm -hmm. he when driving his roommate's car the man got distracted when he noticed a naked homeless man chasing down a dog who had a visible dildo in its mouth. A naked homeless man. Yep. He's now got no clothes on. Uh, it makes you wonder how the dog... Well, we don't know the circumstances, no, do we? Was the dog not. willing? I mean, was it... I don't know what's going yes, on. Yes, the dog was willing. Yes. Willy. I see what you've done there. Is it a male or a female dog? Because I think that could make the difference here. Oh. I mean, if it was a female dog, it wouldn't be so bad, would it? I mean, oh, my God. I'm saying. See? The disasters continued when he realized he had lost the engagement ring in the kerfuffle. Kerfuffle is one of my favorite words. Because he had crashed into a car right. with his roommate's car while he was distracted Directed by the naked man yes. chasing a dog with a dildo in his mouth to add insult to injury literally he lost his homework <laughs> the man was then dashed to the hospital after the crash oh, mm -hmm. after the whole ordeal the original poster admitted that he had peed off everyone in the process everyone unhappy and his yeah, fiance went I, to the hospital and visited him and fell in love with the doctor that was looking after him from his roommate to his future parents-in-law luckily he didn't mention that his unsuspecting fiance-to-be was peeved by the wacky incident members in the 14 million strong tifu community mm -hmm. i don't know what that means today i effed up Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Had a field day with this humorous tale. Several commenters imagine the scenario from the perspective of the naked homeless man. Imagine the weekend that guy must have had to end up in that situation, one user pointed out. Others joked that they were patiently no. waiting for the homeless man to post his version of the edit of the events. I was thinking that the naked man chasing the dog with a dildo in his mouth, out of the corner of his own eye, might have seen... A car crash. Yes. I wonder if he's like, wow, I wonder what just happened uh, there. I'll carry I on working with the dog. don't get it. The post attracted almost 2,000 comments as people tried to wrap their heads around just how badly the man's plan had been foiled. Several weighed in that at least the story would be an epic tale for the couple to recount in the future. Yes, to their kids. Dad, how did you and Mom meet? Tell us about the dildo. Funny story, son. <laughs> Hang on. Fetch me that box off of the top shelf there. I'll show you. Rover, fetch. <laughs> Grab that Playboy magazine out of the drawer. Wow. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the evening in the round that we call Not For Your Mother. Brazilian bombshell makes 240k a year from posting pictures of her bum. And her parents says that they are extremely proud. Thank God. 
make a quarter million from posting your ass online. <laughs> Emily Overton, Show 20. Show Brazilians at the front. <laughs> Emily Overton, 23, had been sitting on a sofa with her boyfriend watching WWE when she realized she couldn't get up. I don't know what that has to do with anything. The former care worker had stayed up late to watch wrestling with her boyfriend. She said, me and my boyfriend are really big fans of WWE, so we stayed up and watched it specially. It was about 3.30 a.m. when I decided to go to bed at 3.30. Thank goodness that she went to bed at 3.30. I had my legs up on a chair in front of me, and they felt a bit numb, so her bum numbed (laughs) her (laughs) legs. It was, well, when I, waste it. it was when I tried to get up that I realized I couldn't move them at all. I burst into tears. I was hysterical because my butt numbed my legs. Luckily, my boyfriend stayed really calm and told me it would be okay. And we dialed emergency services because my butt numbed my legs. Yep, but num- I said it. Butt numbed. Emily was taken to Hull Royal Infirmary and then transferred to, what the heck, Pinderfields Hospital, where she was diagnosed with a rare condition. Oh. The 23-year-old. disease. Mm, God, why did she do this? The 23-year-old wet herself, wow, has lost control of her lower half of her body, so she wet herself and she was going to the hospital because she lost feeling in her legs because her butt did it. Emily and Joss have been together for six years after meeting on a bus to their sixth form college. I don't know what that Do you means. you want a return or a single? I don't know what that means either. <laughs> what really breaks my heart is that I'll never be able to walk down the aisle, she said. I'm not understanding this story. Josh has been really supportive, but it's been difficult. He's going to have to push her up the central aisle. (laughs) Well, the weird thing is, as soon as doctors told me I was paralyzed, I broke down. It wasn't good. I couldn't really believe it. I have good days and bad nights. Bad days. Bad days. Bad nights. Bad whenever is now, though. I try my best to remain positive. I just think that most people see somebody who's paralyzed and focus on the fact that they can't walk again. So she just got a numb ass from watching the wrestling in Brazil. And now she's paralyzed. I don't understand. It's but your story. I knew, but well, it wasn't you a very it you big one. No. Didn't the beginning say that her parents were making money from posting stuff? Well, but it's more than that. <laughs> I can take the not walking. I can accept that. It's the fact that I can't even go to the toilet by myself, she says. Well, you can, just not very pleasantly. And then now they're asking for donations via Facebook. Now, I have to tell you, on the story, she is standing and walking and showing her Brazilian butt off, and her parents are very happy to take donations from her butt. You're saying this is bunk, and it's a money-making exercise. I don't know. I just feel bad. If you're sitting there watching wrestling at 3.30 in the morning, and all of a sudden your legs go numb and you well, can't walk. you deserve walk, it then, don't you, to but a degree? please look at my ass, <laughs> because it's a beautiful 
peach-shaped thing <laughs> with little hair and brown and bronzed. And this is the dawning of the age <laughs> of your hairy ass. <laughs> wow. Apparently. I've got a money-making number more. That's no fun. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with adrian lee the ghost of a masturbating ape watch the hallways of a gowned country estate in dorset that's the perfect headline my life is now complete and i'm done there i just wanted to wait all my life to read out a headline about a ghost masturbating ape and uh, now here we are Hangs uh, out at Michelle's uh, we're done now too yeah i think we'll just close the show down call it good and six years it's been nice knowing you i've had fun is it it's a boy been, or a girl it's been good times it's a boy <laughs> That's a legit Just question. imagine chewing gum being pulled is where I'm going with this. <sighs> the ghost of a Randy monkey. <laughs> I want a band called Randy Monkey. Yeah, but apes aren't monkeys. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's go through my knowledge of yeah, primates, right? shall we? <laughs> the ghost of a Randy monkey haunts the halls of a grand English country estate where romantic spook hunters flock to tie the knot. I'm sure he's trying to tie the knot. <laughs> Titillated tourist. <laughs> can often hear the saucy spectre laughing while masturbating at the Ethelhampton Hall in Dorset near Dorchester. <laughs> That's got it. And the spooky venue even has soul-searching couples clamouring to have their weddings held there in the hope of having the pervy primate appear in the background of their pictures. Oh, that's awesome. If I could just have the bride's family now and don't spend too much time looking at the monkey in the background <laughs> the lovable apes afterlife antics have helped the hall to be named as one of the most haunted houses in england after being listed on we buy any homes list of the nine most ghostly properties the 15th century house was originally built by the martin family whose crest featured an excited monkey sitting on a tree stump <laughs> Awesome. Isn't it? You, you could have had a unicorn, a griffin, yeah. you could have had a lion, there's yes. dragons. You know, I get a randy monkey celebrating onanism on a tree stump. Nice. Happy days. The estate's motto, what do you think the motto of the family estate is based on all of those things? Monkey see, monkey do. Seize the day? <laughs> what are you thinking, Miss Morris? What would be know. the family motto? You're disgusted, aren't you? Look at you, I can tell you're disgusted. I am. I've embarrassed my family, my friends. I've embarrassed my continent. I've embarrassed myself. The show. I've embarrassed the show. Mm. The estate's motto was, he who looks at Martin's ape, Martin's ape will look at him. There we go. But we're the overly excited primate. And ever since the horny ghost of Martin's monkey has haunted the sprawling country pile, making it a go-to destination for curious phantom fanatics with banana trigger objects. One tourist... Dad of three, John Morrison, 41, from Derby, who took his entire family to the estate, spoke excitedly about the spanking spook. He said, we heard that Martin the monkey who haunts the house loves to scratch his privates while swinging around. That's the groundskeeper, I think you'll find. We didn't see him, which is a shame, because it would have been a real sight and a treat for the kids. Apparently, he's not terrifying. He's quite friendly, is what we've heard. Very friendly according to these reports. According to the local legend, the unconventional Martin family did have a pet ape, which was free to wander the halls. I'm sure that didn't cause much mess or much distraction. And when one of Martin's daughters had an unhappy love affair and decided to kill herself, the compassionate monkey began following her around. 
When she climbed a set of hidden stairs to a secret room, the ape trailed behind and watched as she took her own life with the door bolted. By the time the family search of the house and grounds eventually located the room, the ape had starved to death next to the body. What? Now its ghost haunts the hall, often scratching at the panel in of the secret room and staircase in an eternal frantic attempt to escape, but the monkey is not alone. The house is reputed to have six other ghosts, and they're all human. Sweet monkey love, or heavens above, you decide, go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, as I will give myself two fantastic primate monkey points, and I'm up to four. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery is Chad tonight. He only scored a miserable two points. He is in fourth place, but do not fear Chad. He gets a gorilla suit and a handheld camera night in the woods and a bottle of charboil. So good luck with that. That is Chad. In third place is myself. <laughs> I only scored a rather interesting Turkish six. I get an albatross and a pack of chihuahuas for dinner. Not very tasty, but plenty of nourishment. So perhaps a romantic picnic under a large tree would be the way to go. In second place tonight is Miss Morris, who stumbled what? her way through the undergrowth, blinking into the sunlight with a banana in her hand, and managed to get herself the points of eight. She gets a possessed knee, a crucifix, and a bottle of holy water, so let me know how you get on with that. But point. I tried tonight. Show. Well, the, the clue here is not to try, then, would be my suggestion. But in resplendent first place, winning the $33,000 eye camera and scoring the double integer number 10 Downing Street, 10 points of success, is Michelle Corey, who is in first place. She gets a pair of fart pants and a free buffet at the Indian Palace restaurant. So that's quite a decent Mm. winning prize, I would suggest. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun, informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can now jump over to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio and go to our archives and listen to the round that we now do called Not For Your Mother that we cannot read out on air. And if you're listening to the show now on SoundCloud or any of our platforms, why not cut and paste the link and place that on your social media and tell the whole wide world that you've been listening to MQTA Radio, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world, with your host Adrian Lee. We are the very best in paranormal news, radio, entertainment, the very light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drainer, Michelle Curry, Chad Peters, and all at the International Paranormal Society and Paranormal net and all of the show sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and Buffon of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night